Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. Another day to worship him, another day to hear what he has to say about us and to us. Um, most of you don't know, we sold our business. I don't know if y'all saw that on Facebook. <laughs> we got lots of hugs and kisses, and we got to eat chickens and, chicken and fries as we discussed this, this um, what is this, this new venture in our lives. Just kidding. Um, I feel like I want to say something. I just don't know what I want to say. <laughs> Last week, I was, um, the Lord showed me something about um, remember who you are. And it's the same this week. And I think it's just because it's my own journey ah, of knowing who you are and knowing who I am. And it's so hard when your eyes see one thing and your brain tells you another because of where you come from, because of what's been said to you. That's the easy road to walk on. There's nice pavers, even arrows, <laughs> little bushes to guide you on that path. But the path that you don't see, that's the one that's hard. <laughs> but I'm going to try to walk on it. Keep walking on it. Keep laying. <laughs> Keep laying every brick. Sometimes I remove them and I pack them up and I want to sell those bricks and I want to say, ah, forget it, let's go down this other path. <laughs> uh, but I just want to tell you to remember who you are because that doesn't just apply to me, it applies to you guys. Because... <sighs> God didn't just put me on this earth to change the world. He put you here, and he put us together to do it together as a body. Remember who you are. Remember what you carry, and don't doubt it. Believe what the word says about you. Believe those prophetic words that have been said to you, the words that tell you things like you are going to be whatever greatness it is that they told you. <laughs> that you're going to minister to people and you're going to change lives and millions are going to come or thousands are going to come and their lives are going to be changed. That's who you are. That's who we are as a body. And I just want to encourage you guys with that because that is who you are. That is who I am. And together we'll lay down these bricks and we'll figure out this new place that we're going that we don't know where we're going. But we'll do it together and we'll lean on each other. Thank you guys. I feel like I'm supposed to do something else, but I don't remember what that is. <laughs> oh, Marilyn. My calendar is raising her hand. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marilyn wanted to share something. So if you and Chris would come down here with me. Look, Chris, Chris always loves it when I surprise him. <laughs> right. So this month is Pastor Appreciation Month, and I don't think, I don't know of any pastors who deserve more appreciation than these two. Um, it's so crazy what you've been thinking about, because I've really been just asking, Father, just what, yeah, I wanted to share something. I've just been asking, what is it? And I kept getting, 
look beyond what you see. And that's what you guys do, not only to us. You do it so wonderfully to us to call us out, to teach us, to show us, to get us to take that extra step. I remember Chris saying, you know, on Indiana Jones, he couldn't see the bridge. He had to take that step, right? And that's what you guys encourage and build us to do. And there's just no words to say that. But even to look into yourselves deeper. You guys are so incredible. And so when you challenge us, you don't challenge us just to say, hey, y'all need to do this. You challenge us because you know you've walked through it and you're teaching us how to walk through it. And so we appreciate and love you guys for you seeing beyond what you see on the surface. And you see us as God sees us. So, um, I've, I've asked Jim and Kathy, your, who you refer to as your spiritual father and mama, <laughs> to come up and share a couple of things. So if they would come up. He just told me this morning before we're coming, I'm like, oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. You know, I, the thing, I just asked the Lord this, this morning, I'm like, there's two things that came to, to, to mind, and they're not, they didn't seem very connected at first, but you know what? God loves to do that. But this, these two are such an example. God, he puts different things in front of us so that we can see his glory. And one of the things he puts in front of us is, is the example of his covenant and how he covenants with us. And he set these people in front of us because they have this covenant love. They have walked together and through all kinds of passages. He gave me two. The one passage was um, John the Baptist when he talks about making the things straight and, and, and making a pathway, you know, to prepare to repair those that were going to follow. And that's what he did. He prepared their hearts. And that's what these guys do with their covenant love. They're, they really are like making the things flat because they're walking through them first. <laughs> but that example of covenant love is amazing. So the only thing I had to pray for them is also John 3 came to mind. On the third day, the third day, the very first blessing, the very first um, it, the miracle that God did was on the third day it said he came to the marriage and he blessed the marriage and he made wine <laughs> out of water. And I thought, man, I, I looked at that third day and it says it's because the third day was when they traditionally did weddings because it was a double blessing. The third day is a double blessing from Genesis, the first chapter. So I just want to pray those two things over you. I just bless you. I thank you, first of all, for being an example of covenant love to all of us. We know that you go before us, you go through stuff, but thank you so much for being that example. We've seen a lot of pastors in our lives, and I'll tell you, these people are transparent. <laughs> these are, you see, this is the real deal. They really are the real deal, and we're really thankful to be a part so, Lord, I just thank you for those two crazy words this morning, Lord, that they, they've gone before us. Lord, they're making the hills flat. They're making um, the crooked road straight so that we can walk in 
to the destiny you have for every single person here, Lord, and, and those to come. And Lord, I want to thank you, and I pray that double blessing over them today. And Lord, we're standing here, and we're thanking God for what you've done in our lives, and how you've healed us, and you how you've glued us, God. And but Lord, we're praying that double blessing on them today, Lord, from from John three, that covenant blessing that you bless marriage as an example of your love for your church, your love for us, Lord. And so I just thank you. In Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Wow, that was good. Um, while Marilyn was speaking, um, I felt like the Lord pointed something out to me. You know, God promised um, Abraham to have millions of children. As many as the sand on the sea you would have that many children. And we have promises too. We have promises to build God's kingdom, but it doesn't happen overnight. We're part of the millions of people that God promised to Abraham. How many years later? How many centuries later? And I believe that what we're doing is building upon Abraham's promise but also on the promises that God has given us to do great things. Those prophetic words you've received, don't let them fall to the ground. Pick them up and hold on to them. The Lord's going to remind you of them off and on when you need to hear that. Um, hold on to them. Put faith in them. Trust God to do what he says he will do. Now, doesn't that sound stupid? Good. Did God ever say he was going to do something that he didn't do? But sometimes we act that way, don't we? Because we want it to happen now. But God says, I'm not into microwaving. I'm into smoking. Like ribs. <laughs> the Lord gave me this morning, I was sitting just contemplating being here. And I'm, I'm going to face these guys and read a scripture to them. But if you see anything in the scripture you want, just grab a hold of it. Okay? And we'll get more of it through them. It's in Ephesians. It's a, it's a familiar passage. It's in Ephesians chapter 6. We call it um, putting on the, the spiritual armor. But here, here's something I want to say to all of us. Once Christ comes in, we don't have to put that armor on anymore. You don't have to do that every day. It's in us. It's on us. We just need to remember that we have it and we can mock in it. And I see these two walking in it. Every time I'm with you, when I pray for you, when I think about you, when I hear other people talking about you, you're walking in the armor. And I want to read it out of the Passion. Now, beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. I'm talking with Paul here. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his powerful, explosive, powerful, I'm sorry, explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. We've been fighting against those evil strategies. And God has put in you and in us all that we need to walk in the victory 
through the fight. It's not our fight. And, and if it was, we would lose. We're not fighting, as you well know, against people. You know, we're fighting against what, what the passion calls demon gods who rule this world. But we're not part of this world. We're part of the kingdom of God. And God has brought his kingdom here to drive out the darkness. And he's doing that through the two of you. And as you minister what God puts in you, he begins to do it through us. And together, and that's the secret, together we can do great things for God. We do have individual things that we can do for God as individuals. But together, we are world changers. We are world changers. Say this with me. I am a world changer. I am a world changer. Now say this. We are a world changers. We are world changers. If one of us can change the part of the world we live in, imagine how much of the world we all together can change together. Father, thank you for this man and women that you have raised up in eternity past to stand here with us today, to be in this lifetime at this point in time. Lord, thank you for all that you've put in them. Lord, we love them so much, and we love what they, the influence that they have in our lives. But more than that, Lord, we love them because of yes. the way they love you. So, Lord, we release increased blessing, a double, double blessing, a double, double blessing. Thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Protect them, supply for them, continue to fill them more and more and more with your presence. And as we see your glory in them, Lord, pass it on to us that the world would see your glory in all of us. Thank you, Lord. God bless you guys. Amen. Okay, they're so good. So we just got you a little small token of our appreciation. And, um, but we also got you a cookie jar. And all the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I like cookies. Right? So everybody has written a word. And so when you're relaxed and you want that snack, just reach into Daddy's cookie jar and go get you this yeah. snack. That's awesome. Right? That's awesome. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Uh, you mentioned being, um, that we're transparent. <laughs> Here comes some transparency for you. <laughs> uh, thank you for your words and thank you for your prayers. You know, we have a lot going on. Dang it. My mind is telling me to abort right now. <laughs> We have a lot going on, and um, we're good, but when you have a lot going on, and we're having conversations, um, sometimes I'm like, 
say that again? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we were up till about two o'clock last night. Mm, what are we doing? <laughs> um, we were up to about two o'clock last night. Working some things out. Working some things out. And you know, I know it's a battle in our mind, right? I know it's, it's an attack. I, I see that. I, I get that. But when the, when the words come out in this general area right here, <laughs> it's, I think I'm hearing something else. And I'm like, oh, say that again. You are. <laughs> and I'm like, say it one more time because I'm having some trouble here. <laughs> So we're good. I don't want to make it sound like we are, um, you know, going up, going to blows or anything. That's that's not the case. We're having some good conversations, and and I know that it's because we're taking new ground. I know because it's where we're going. I know because it's what God wants to do in us and through us. But we're still up at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> figuring this out. So I, I thank you guys. I thank you for what you see in us. I thank you that you don't see, um, I don't know, anything else other than what you said. <laughs> I thank you for that. Um, that was uh, you know, when Jim and Kathy were praying and talking about marriage, I was squeezing Chris's hand like, can you believe this? <laughs> can you believe this? <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, I, and sometimes transparency is scary because I wonder are you guys are going to say, oh, my God, let's go get the kids. Let's go. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? What are we doing here? So I just, I, mean, I love and appreciate you guys. I really do. I love and appreciate that you believe in us, that you allow us to find ourselves here. Um, I love and appreciate just the love that you have for us and for each other. We were at a birthday party yesterday, and I sat back and I told Chris, I was like, look at the love that's here. There was no, these are yours, this is mine. It was just, it was love across the board. There was no clicks. There was no issues. It was just family, yeah. taking care of family. And that's church. That's kingdom. That's God. That's the body. So thank you guys. what she said. Um, I am really grateful. We are really grateful. Um, I love the way she just worded that, that um, we're really grateful to be in a group of people that allow us to learn to become who we are. Because even though we're the pastors here, and even though we're we're driving the ship has been my analogy. We don't have it figured out. We don't have it all in the bag. And she will tell you all of that about me. <laughs> and we're trying to figure life out. We've been married 30 years and we don't have it figured out. We're, we're getting there. We've been pastoring for over almost 20 years and we don't have it figured out. And I'll never stand up here and say that that we have it in the bag or that we know because we, we don't. We're trying to figure it out. And uh, to be honest, I always wondered if we would ever be in a group of people that would, would be able to love the way that you do 
And so I'm overjoyed. I, I know that she is too, that we love this community. We love you guys because of how you love us and each other and because of what we're trying to accomplish and you're just going full steam ahead. And I love that. I, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we were talking with our kids the other day and um, talking about the house is almost done and as soon as it's done, I'm taking a week off so we can just sit there and get stuff situated and all that. And somebody said, man, y'all, yeah, y'all ought, ought to take a month off, get somebody else to do, do worship and do the services and just take off. And I was like, I looked at her and I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's not a knock on them at all. It's just that this is not a job for us. This is not a burden for us. You guys make this a dream come true. Is that true? And I don't want to miss, not because I like to preach. I ain't got no notes this morning, Angela. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not, I'm not over here. I don't study so I can teach you something new. I'm just figuring my life out, our life, and I'm giving you the information that I find out. And I don't want to miss. I don't want to take off uh, like, like for that reason, right? Oh, my God, I got to get a, I need a sabbatical. I, I don't deal with that. We don't deal with that. And that's because of you guys. So we really, really appreciate you. We love you. And thank you all so much for the gifts and the prayer. Right spot on, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. We're going through it. Yeah. We're figuring it out. Yeah. And we're good. Yeah. yeah. I know you are, man. Thank you guys so much. We love you all. Um, I guess these kids are raring to get out of here, huh? All right. Lydia's like, yeah, please. All right, kids. Y'all go ahead and have at it. Um, are you going to preach this morning? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, as, as they're heading out, we do need to mention um, that um, Sarah has reminded me to mention um, about the, um, uh, just the uh, reaping and sowing, the offerings. Um, we've, uh, we've been burning through some money. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I know that I think everybody here knows Raquel and I don't take a salary because we believe in investing in, in what you guys are doing. But um, it's just something to mention. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to study the whole tithe and offering. I, I'm not so sure that I, uh, that I am of my 25 years of religious that you must tithe your 10% or you're going to get a flat tire or you're going to whatever. You know, that dad's going to get his no matter what. I don't believe that anymore, and the tithe was the old covenant. Under the new covenant, um, the law is fulfilled, and we have the beautifulness of sowing and reaping. And uh, so I'm, I'm leaning that way. I'm not going to so much talk about tithing anymore as much as just giving what you feel Dad is telling you to give. Um, it takes money to run the lights and the air condition and, you know, the cameras uh, the video stuff that we do each week. I, I don't know, how many of y'all follow us on Instagram? Yeah. 
It's been a while since she's been here. And I, I, no, I love it. I wish, I wish it would be more. I wish it would be more. Anyway, look, y'all. So if you go to our Instagram homepage and you hit the Reels button and you look down, at the, it'll show you all of the Reels and it will show you how many views that they have had. We have very few that are less than 1,000. We've got several that are over 3,000 views and several more that are over 2,000 views. And what that means is that in the algorithm of social media and Instagram, uh, that over, you know, 3,000 people stopped and looked at that reel right there. And that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Now, that costs uh, money because we have uh, uh, Josiah uh, Rendon who does our AV stuff. And so he takes the, 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 what they're recording right now and each week and he posts our, he edits it and puts it on YouTube and then he does our social media stuff like that. And that costs some money there. Those are the real costs that we have for the, for the church are the, the, the lights, the insurance. Uh, we do pay, uh, you know, Sarah gets a small salary. Lydia gets one for, for the cleaning and Sarah does all the books and stuff. And um, then we have the breakfast, right? I don't know if y'all still have a donation box out there or if it's all through the app. So... Just some things to think about. The breakfast costs money. John doesn't buy cheap things. He doesn't buy a parade brand. And that's why the breakfast tastes so good, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm, but I'm not, this isn't me complaining. This is me just giving you the information. Amen? Are y'all with me? Make sense? So just something to think about um, on the giving. Um, we're not in any kind of danger whatsoever. It's just Sarah told me to remind everybody um, about that. So I'm doing my job. Sarah, do I get a thumbs up and can I move on? Thank you so much. All right. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of uh, Philippians. Um, you know, what Raquel was talking about... Um, um, I couldn't totally hear you because I took my ears out for a second. But um, when you were talking about, bless you, um, when, you, when she was talking about, you know, you're trying to walk this road and you don't like the bricks or it's hard to go through those things. What she's talking about is when, when God saves us, right? When we come to that revelation knowledge of the Father, you become saved, born again, you know, new creation, you make the happy hop to hallelujah, however you want to word it, right? Uh, when that happens, your nature, your identity is completely changed in the moment, in a blink, in, a, in, in, in a, the, the fastest time possible you can, you can even describe. And all of that is changed, but now... You have to deal with the part that we read about two weeks ago where Jesus says, I, or Paul, or, yeah, Jesus says, I have much to tell you, but you can't grasp it right now. And so you get on the growth journey where you have to face certain things in your life from your past. She talked about, why is this bush here and that? I'm trying to make this road. 
That comes out of Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul says, You once walked according to the course of this life or this world. Um, we all have, if you're, if you're homegrown here, then you know exactly what I'm about to say because this is one of the most important messages of my life that changed me. And I believe it's one of the most important things that I have to say to people. So, but for those that haven't and for those watching or listening, um, that course of this life, that's the choices you had no options in for your life, where you were born, when you were born, like the time, the environment you were raised in, um, the, the things that you were taught as a child, and the things that you caught, right? Some families, are they catch that, well, you get drunk every weekend and you have fights and somebody goes to jail. Some families think that that's the normal, that that's the course of life, right? Some people don't know what a pink bill is when your bill's. They don't know that because their bills were always on time. And so this creates different environments and courses of this life. And so what she's talking about is we are both right now, um, we're five years in on this journey of breaking from religion into kingdom. And that journey not only broke us free from religion, but it broke us free from the lies of our past, the lies of our course of this world. And in doing that, um, the journey can be extremely hard. You know how all of us here in Houston, you know they call Houston the concrete city? Because there's, there's always concrete being poured. This is the craziest place in the world, and we have to widen roads every, you know, whatever years. Have you ever been going down a, a road? How many of y'all love going down 290? Oh, my Atlanta. Well, now you do, but the last 15 years... Mangum and Tacoma, oh, Jesus, burn that down. Jesus, call down fire from heaven with that area, right? Or how about the Galleria? Oh. We do jobs in there sometimes, and I'm like, man, I ain't going. My truck, are you crazy? Can't even get around down there, and all of them down there hate me because of my truck. Anyway, um. I remember when they were working on 290 and they would shut down five lanes and force you into two because they had to, they were building six more. And when they're done, it's 25 lanes. It's not 25, whatever. It's like, it, it's like it. I mean, it's, man, it's, it's nice, right? But it took the breaking up of what was there and the forcing into another direction so that they could fix and repair and make better upon what was originally there. And that is our life. That is the course of this life. It's the old 290 that needs to be broken up and made wider. And here's the thing, is it is not fun. It is not fun at all, man. 
there's some moments that I'm like, I do not like this at all. I mean, but it's necessary. Because what he has to do is bring you and I to a place where we recognize that the road needs to be fixed. We recognize that this road is not going to suffice. Isn't it interesting? We've been talking about capacity and us being able to grasp what more he... It's not that he wants to give more. He's already given everything. How much of it can we handle? The road's got to be widened because the traffic is too much, so they have to make 290 wider. They had to do it to 59 20 years ago or something like that. Now it's Interstate 69, right? Because they made it, and you can go about 85 miles an hour down there until you see the cops. (laughs) Do you see my point? Is that there's a need, there's a necessity for more capacity so they have to tear down the old, repair it, new foundations, and make it wider to handle the capacity that is flowing from the city. You're the city of God. Is that not true? That's what the scripture says, right? And so you've, you and I already have freedom. But we come to this place where he's... Man, there's more that needs to flow out of you, but it can't because you still think about this thing this way, this little narrow road right here. And so it's time, son, I want to fix that. Son, are you ready? And you get these little whispers. Holy Spirit is saying, hey, man, dad wants to change. Look at this thing. Hey, right? He starts waving, trying to get your attention. We think it's arguments. Holy Spirit trying to change something in your life. Because all things work together for good, yes? And so there's this thing going on, and I start to look, and full transparency, we start arguing. We start having these headbutting competitions. We would have a slap off, but I won't do that. 20 years ago, she would. So we're sitting there, we're having these conversations, and we're truly trying to not hurt each other, and we're trying to figure things out, and what we found out is there's simply, there's an area in her life, and there's an area in my life that we both have complete freedom in. We have freedom from that past and that way that we used to be. The course of that life, there's a fraction of it that my vision still sees and that my thinking still goes down. And that's the only way that I or her know how to drive to get out of the city. And Holy Spirit in the middle of this says, I got a breakthrough moment for you both. And as we dive in deeper, we see that the construction had already begun. And you know the signs move over and they force you into two lanes? That's, you know, pressure shows weakness, yes? Did you know that? Pressure creates weakness. It shows you where weakness is. So the pressure of the congestion of life, the pressure of the congestion of moving down to two lanes of thinking, 
showed us some areas that he wants to release into something better. Because he's already got the new road paved and eight lanes already there. We just have to get out of that thinking and we're still working on it. And that's why Houston is a concrete city. (laughs) Does this make sense? And so... Oh, yeah, you got to come up here. As she's coming up here to set me straight... Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, and I'm going to share these two passages that are blowing my mind right now. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to uh, explain something, you know, what Chris was talking about, um, making a room for the new, the new way. You know, when we were having this, this conversation, um, we are, you know, he's telling me one thing, and I'm like, man, I, I don't see it. I just, I have a rebuttal of, but you need to do this. If you would do this, I could do these things. So if Chris would get his life right, my life would be fine. <laughs> and it makes sense in the moment, you know, when it's, when it's you're, you know, you're on the prowl. But don't, don't, don't lose this thought, Raquel. In, in the conversation when we were talking, there was a moment where he was speaking some truth to me. And in my mind, I'm repeating two words that he said, and they weren't even, it's like, and in the, it's like I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and in the, and in the, and what I realized is that my mind got stuck, because my mind is used to working this way, it's used to working, if you would, if you could, if you did, does that make sense, and I'm having to retrain the mind to say, okay, hold on a second, if Chris gets his life right, that doesn't mean your life automatically gets right. <laughs> You're in charge of your own. I was like, oh, dang, okay, gotcha. But I just wanted to share that because it was a reprogram for myself. Does that make sense? It's like my computer in here was used to working one way, but I saw a truth, and I got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck because... I'm used to going this way. Does that make make sense? (laughs) I hope I explained that right. Uh, And it was just an awakening. I think it was for the both of us. Um, I don't think Chris's brain gets stuck like mine does. (laughs) But um, (laughs) because, you know, in the conversation, I'm asking him little questions like, okay, what about this? And what about that? Because I'm trying to, um, I'm trying for the words to reprogram this thing of how it works. Does that make sense? (laughs) So it just, um, it just kind of hit me when he was explaining making room for the new, operating in the new way, because it's so easy. It's like, you know, if somebody throws something at you, it's, you don't even have to think. It's a natural reaction to catch it. But when you retrain, it's hard to train yourself for someone to throw something at you and you just look at it. It's, it's an automatic reaction. And I just want to explain that because... I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm going to keep repeating myself. But I just want to explain that because when he said that, it just made a lot of sense to just the conversations that we're having and trying not to react to what I see, what I feel. When I see his little eyebrow raised just a little bit and that little twitch in his head, and I'm like, that's, that's the devil right there. And I know, 
I know he has just entered the room and he is speaking to me right now and I will not have it. <laughs> so I have to push the eyebrow down forcefully and just say, okay, Lord, <laughs> what is he saying here? Are you speaking through this guy? Because when that eyebrow raises, whew, <laughs> it's another level in here. So anyway, sorry. I just wanted to explain that part. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Mark, can you come give us a da -da <laughs> Does that make sense what she's saying? Yeah. All right. Ephesians, or I'm um, sorry, Philippians 1 and um, I, I believe the reason all this is here today is because um, we've been talking about the storms and the fights that we are facing as a community, as family, as the church. We've been talking about the storms. We, we've been talking uh, about how to fight, right? We threw down the gauntlet a few weeks ago, and we started talking about worship and, and how, to, how to fight the enemy and all that. And um, It's been really, really rough for her and I. Not just in this that we're, you know, it's, it's funny now. It wasn't the last three weeks at all. But we have to figure that out. It's not just that. There's many of you that have told us the exact same thing. That you're going through the same stuff. Or something similar. Stuff with our families. We have, we have a family that works for us. That this couple is... They're facing... One of the hardest things that you could ever face as a, as a parent with a 17-year-old. And they don't know what to do. And there's other families in our company that are battling different things and issues. It's, 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 it's all over. So we threw that down a few weeks ago, and we've been talking about it. We've been talking about how to get through the fight, how to, the, the, the waves of the enemy crashing over us and the waves of God being bigger than that. We had that word last Sunday. So I just have two portions of Scripture to share with you because the only thing that I could think of that I, I, I would feel qualified to share with you today is about how to, what does God look like in the storm? What does Holy Spirit look like in the storm? You know, I used to think that when Peter stepped out of the boat, when Jesus says, hey man, come on, let's go. I always pictured Peter jumping out and in the middle of the storm that's going on, this, this bright ray of sunshine, the clouds open up, and Peter's just there. It's, that didn't happen. The storm kept raging. That's why Peter got afraid. Right? You know, Stephen was getting stoned. They, they tied him up and they stoned him. And he says, he sees the Father, but Father, forgive them, right? He's still being stoned. How do you do that? How do you, how do you be in a storm like that? Paul, they, 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 when they, 
they rip their clothes off of the, the, the crowd rips their clothes off and says, oh man, they are just men. They're not Apollos and Zeus and they beat them. Throw him outside the city he, they, like he's dead. What does he do? He gets back up and he goes back in the city. How do you do that? How do you, in the middle of a storm, hang on to the voice, the smell, the feel, the touch of the direction of the Father? How do you do that? I really don't know, but I have some keys that have helped me not ring Raquel's or not talk to Raquel in a in a in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those natural reactions. <laughs> because my eyebrow wouldn't go up if you wouldn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then it starts. We both got to get our life right. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1, I'm sorry, man, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 in the New American Standard says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ. Um, In the Passion, he says, I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of the Lord Jesus. He believes in you because he sees the finished work of who you are. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit do not see you as you are right now. Their view of you is the finished work, the the real you that he created. They don't see us with our mess-ups and our failings. Or I should say, yeah, they see us. But their vision of you and I is the finished work. And He's faithful to fulfill that maturing process. Does that make sense? So sometimes He's got to widen the road. So He's got to do construction Because the only way to get wider on the road is to have more maturity. Which is not perfection, it's just simply more identity. It's more capacity of who you are. Does that make sense? So now, so number one, the thing that I am trying to do is to remember that I'm in a maturing process every day of my life with the Father. I got to mature somehow because Raquel will tell you I'm not perfect. So I have to remember that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I face, no matter what I think is going on, he's in the middle of it somewhere because I'm his son. He's on that prodigal road waiting for me to come out of the pigsty in this particular area in my life, whatever that may be. And he is going to faithfully complete the work that he started in me or he started in you because he sees you as you truly are. Amen? Turn to chapter 4, if you would. Chapter 4. Let me know when you're there. Um. I'm going to read um, out of both again because these are very familiar 
passages in. I don't know how many of y'all are reading the Passion, um, but I know that you'll you'll probably recognize it out of New American Standard. Um, and then I'll read the Passion. So in uh, chapter four, verse four, uh, Paul is writing again, or Paul is here, and he says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." And again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all people. The Lord is near. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, think on these things. As for these things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I find it very interesting that he starts with peace and he ends with peace, right? Don't be anxious about anything and then he ends up the God of peace will be with you and he'll, the, 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 um, uh, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will be in you, right? Why? Why is the God of all the universe, the creator of all things, telling you about having the peace that goes beyond what you understand. Why is he telling you these things? Why is he telling us about, hey, the peace of God, it's going to be with you? Well, I thought you were already with me. See, he's telling us you're going to be in a place where you're going to need to remember that I'm with you. Does this make sense? Because in the middle of the storm, you don't think, man, I don't know, do y'all think every moment of the storm you're in that he's with you? I don't. Like I don't recognize it and I got to stop and slap myself. Wait a minute. He's with me. I'm not walking around. Man, I wish I could walk around the table of my enemy. Oh, Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. But I'm, man, I get in the middle of a, of a storm and, I'm, and, and I'm my, it's not my, like she talked about, my natural reaction. And I want that to change in my life. It takes me a few minutes getting smacked around, and then I wake up and, oh, I'm in a fight. Oh, okay. Vamanos, let's get it. Get you some. Jesus? This makes sense? So verse 4 in the Passion says, be cheerful and joyous. Uh, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Sounds a little bit like what James said, right? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations. I used to think that was the worst scripture in the Bible. Like, James, what were you thinking, bro? Count it all joy. Like, anyway. But apparently, it was pretty important. You have two different apostles. Um... Well, don't heresy hunters, don't throw a rock at me. I, I include Paul as an apostle. Come on. Um, 
You have two different people. That Jesus had to have taught this, right? Oh, actually, he did. They called the Beatitudes. I don't read those either, man. <laughs> Bless those who spitefully use you. Raquel and I are going through something right now, and uh, there's an issue going on, and there's a place that we drive by um, that belongs to part of the problem that we are facing. And we drive by, and no, I don't pray in that human tongue. You know the one. No, we bless that place. Drive by, Lord bless it. Man, double the business. Overflow it. Give them, give them more, Lord. Just do it, God. So I did learn that one. Um, the Passion, verse 4, says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life, and let your, let your joy overflow. Amen? And let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Verse 6, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. And tell Him every detail of your life. Because he wants to know, amen? He already knows, but he's looking for that connection so he can build the new bridge. There's been um, several moments in my life where I just have not known what to do. Um, I've not known how to handle what I'm facing. Um, there was a moment in my life where I was very, very wrong, and this was years ago, um, where um, I was, the, the, the battle going on in my mind and, and the, the, the horrible things that I would see and go through, the attack of the enemy on my life, I was ready to be done. I was a very young man working at the steel mill out there. Um, I hadn't started the business yet. I was around 25 years old. And uh, um, um, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as uh, excited about... Um, I don't mind heights, and I'll get on the edge of stuff and all that, but my brother is like a monkey. And Kevin will he'll run across ceiling ra rafters and joists, and oh, he's crazy with all that, but I, I, I don't quite do that. But I'll get up there, no big deal, whatever. But working out at that steel mill, um, this time in my life was, was so bad that I was ready. I was ready to go. And I asked, I, it's, it's stupid and you shouldn't do this. Uh, I believe you, you welcome the wrong spirit here. Uh, but I, I asked the Lord to take me. I was like, man, take me, Lord. I'm, I'm done. I wasn't going to do that myself. 
You know, we had all that religion stuff, right? You're going to die like that, you go to hell. But I figured if I just took off and became reckless, and if I died that way, at least you'd get the insurance and I'd be in heaven and it'd all be good. And we're in these cranes that are, I think they were, uh, uh, what is it, nine? I'm going to, they're probably about 75 feet off the ground, something like that. I, I was trying to remember the stairs. And um, sometimes the, the trolleys would get stuck and the magnets on them would get stuck. And you'd have to, you know, you'd wait for maintenance to come out there. Uh, it'd be stuck out in the middle. And you'd have to walk the rail to get out there. And there's graphite from the brakes all on the rails. And they're really slippery. And the rule was you don't go on the trolley out there. There's a, there's a pull cable on the winch that you could, you could cut the... You pull a lever, it cuts the deal. You hit the winch, it pulls the trolley in. This is a massive, it's a 50-ton crane. There's a bunch of them out there. And, uh, man, I would run across that rail like Kevin. I'd get to the trolley. I made it. <laughs> I'd fix the deal up and I'd get back. And um, there were so many things that I did like that because of what was going on in my mind at the time. And I couldn't see. Oops, hang on. I couldn't see where he was in everything that was going on in my life. I couldn't see it, and um, I got I got real. I had a I had a good um, you know watershed moment with Holy Spirit at one point, where you know doing that what what I what I heard and heard from someone else as well that when you do that you invite a spirit of death um, to uh, to harass you and infiltrate you, and so uh, don't do that. Amen. Are we on the same page? Yeah. I said all that because this verse 6, I'm going to go back to here. He says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful request to God with overflowing gratitude and tell him every detail of your life. Because he wants to know. He, he's trying to have this dialogue, this communication back and forth. And it's look at what it says in verse 7. When you do that, when you tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. So verse 8, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, Beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. And put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. These are the attributes of what it looks like to find God in the storm. And this morning, I don't know what you face. I know the road that we are on as a couple, 
I know some things that we are on as a church, as a community, that I am fully aware of. There are some things that I can't quite see that Raquel, as a prophet of the house, she is fully aware, and, and we are working on strategy of how to deal with some of these things. I'm fully aware of some things in my own life that he's trying to, the enemy's trying to bring and I'm fighting against. And so I don't know what storm you face. I was so reminded of Matt's message on that Friday night, the last time they came, beyond the storm. I know that I must have an amazing thing on the shore because when I get through this storm, it's going to be amazing. But that's for you also. I don't know what storm you may be facing. I know that many of us are facing all kinds of stuff. And I'm here to tell you today, these are the attributes. If you don't know where to look, this is what to look for. To not be worried about a thing. You know that phrase, be saturated in prayer. I mean, come on, y'all know that it's not that you just... Prayer is not an action, but it's a communication. Amen? So be in prayer throughout the day. And it's so, I don't know why this line is impacting me so much about tell him every detail of your life. Because when you do that, he says right here, it's his word, it's his promise. This is a foundational truth that we can all take to the bank. When you tell him every detail, it says right here that then God's wonderful peace that transcends all of our human understanding, it will guard our heart and our mind through Jesus Christ. We talked last week about 2 Corinthians, about taking thoughts captive and to bringing them to the obedience of Christ, right? The way, we, the way that we get to our peace in the storm is we tell Him every detail and we receive that peace. We guard our hearts. That peace will guard our hearts and our minds. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. I talked about deception last week. You don't know when you're being deceived. But you and I are the sons and daughters of God. We have the affection of our Father. And we have the insight of the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into the way that we discern, the way that we hear. And so we've got to become more aware of our communication with Him. Wait, why does this not feel right? Why does this not sound right? Why does this happen here? We have to become aware so that we can know what is authentic and real, what is honorable and admirable. In the middle of the storm, is there something you're about to do that does not bring honor? Then it's not right. If there's something someone is trying to bring to you in the storm and it's not honorable or admirable, then it's not right. Don't receive it. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Kick it in the face if you want to, not the person. Another is beautiful and respectful. If we're in the storm and we don't have respect, it's not Jesus. If it's not beautiful, think about this. 
There's no, he doesn't give ashes, he gives beauty. So if in the storm, if it tastes like ashes, it's not Jesus. Pure and holy, merciful and kind. Those are the other attributes. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. And if we put these things into practice, the God of peace will be with you in all things. It's not that He's not with you. It's that in the storm, I think we get to the place where we don't recognize that He's there. Or we know He's there, but we don't see Him Man, where are you at, Jesus? I don't see you. Holy Spirit, where are you? And you're trying to hear the old way, and he's trying to build a new way, and the enemy is lying and fighting and deception, and you're believing something from the past. The road is narrowed down because he's trying to do this work, and you just want to scream. Get me out of the storm. I don't think... He's not, he doesn't take us out of the storm for getting us out sake. He doesn't get us out of the storm. He takes us through it because of the new way of thinking beyond the storm. Because of the way that he knows you are fully capable of being. This work is happening in Raquel and I right now because there is so much better for us on the other side of it. There's just a few more things of maturity that he's got to correct in this, in this way, in this thing we're going through. A few more areas that we don't grasp yet or we don't understand quite yet. And we're, we're so used to the old 290. And all that's about to change. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? And... Uh, if um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do something just slightly different this morning. Um, if uh, I'm going to close out for the, for the cameras. But uh, I just want to say, if you're watching or if you're listening to the podcast or if you're on Zoom, um, if, if you are in the middle of the storm, look at these attributes we just read. And we pray for complete peace to fall over you. We pray for insight to wash over you. And we pray for you to get off the old 290 and into the new so that you can walk in your full identity. And we bless you guys in Jesus' name. Amen.